Josh Bertaccini joining us, the voice of that part of the country. I've been waiting a long time for this. The moment you've been waiting for. JB, maybe you can do commentary live. And the show that everyone's been talking about. Not the game that I go out there and die for and play every game like it's my last. It's time for the real NWA JP. At least I work the place that you can find when you're looking for it. Follow, watch, and listen across social media at the real NWA JP. Okay, all right, it's all about the little things. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at therealnwajp.com. You were man on fire last night on the post game. You've started your day in the right way. Let's talk sports. This is primetime television here, folks. Here's your host, Josh Bertaccini. Well, happy Monday, and hope you're doing well. As we get after it, just a few minutes past 7 o'clock, bright and early on your digital radio. Josh Bertaccini with you as we get after it inside of the Bunker Studio, Team B Media. We're going to hang out for 90 minutes and do it live because sports radio is alive and well right here and coming at you as you make it happen here this morning. Streaming it live via the Podbean app, which is phenomenal. Kind of our radio format of choice here for the morning conversations and then for the people's post game shows y'all were phenomenal after arkansas and kentucky as we closed out our people's post game work in the month of january and got you teed up for what is to come here around the corner in february we got an earlier start on saturday not a lot of late ones in basketball this year which has kind of been good given the results that we have been seeing but nonetheless what are you going to do about it arkansas loses to kentucky 63 to 57. We will work that plenty into the mix, including here out the gates. Devontae Davis, one of the more interesting careers, certainly in recent Razorback history. Up, down, left, right. BA, BA, select start. This guy has uh, been here for a while. And I'm not sure the, uh, the codes are going to work anymore to get Super Devo to play for the Hogs. He might be done. Question of the day is up early for you. Debo Davis stepping away from the team. We found that out minutes before the game against Kentucky on Saturday night. Feels like it was yesterday. It was 36 hours ago. It wasn't that long ago. But, um, man, what an interesting kind of overall turn of developments for this basketball program. One that has tried to find its way here amidst a lot of struggles. You're now 10 and 10 overall, one and six in the SEC. And, man, it's looking bleak. It is looking Bleak indeed. We will hear some sound from us as we work it through. John Calipari got the chance to slide into some post-game sound and pick up a little John Calipari for you from the bowels of Bud Walton Arena on Saturday evening. Really interesting stuff out of him. I know Calipari is one of those because Calipari, Calipari, you say uh, Calamari, I say Calamari. He's one of those guys who's an all-time great college basketball coach. And you call him what you want. Oh, he's this, he's that, he's sleazy, he doesn't care, he's one and done. Definitely been a, a, a highly evolutionary figure in the world of college athletics. Certainly has been one of the guys who has really leaned into what has become the present day landscape of college athletics and the way guys and, and gals are recruited and where they choose to go and 
how long they're going to be there. And yet here is Calipari all these years later, still at Kentucky, you know, working on the, the 20 year run there and his team's really good. I thought Arkansas played obviously one of its better games of the year. I mean, you almost won the game against Kentucky on Saturday night yet. You know, UK took the punches. Antonio Reeves delivered some big buckets. Trey Mitchell with a couple of corner threes. You got to be impressed with Reed Shepard, who's an interesting player. I mean, look at me here. I'm just, uh, I'm unable to disrespect and ignore the obvious basketball stuff that I see in front of my eyes. And Kentucky's pretty good. They did not play well against Arkansas. Well, one of their first 15 for the floor. Hogs are playing some great defense. But offensive issues continue to plague this Razorback team. And not only did you miss out on Devo Davis in this basketball game, you also lost Trevon Brazil, perhaps, for the remainder of the season. And Brazil has been as much of a lightning rod for criticism as I've seen out of Hog fans for a basketball player in recent years. I don't, I can't really remember many who were that high in the list. JD Note is another guy who comes to mind. You know, when you're a high, volume kind of player like that it makes sense but Brazil doesn't even shoot a lot like like it is interesting that he's gone from Mr. Human Highlight Reel greatest dunker of all time everybody you know can't wait to root for him in the NBA to this guy stinks he won't be in the NBA I mean the truth is probably somewhere in the middle my friends I gotta believe ultimately Trevon Brazil is an NBA player because of his freakish athleticism at six foot ten but I'm not sure we're going to see him again in a Razorback uniform either. And so plenty of conversations there are going to focus on Devo Davis, and rightfully so. It sure sounds like his run at Arkansas is over, even though this is the second time we've seen him do this. And we've seen Devo Davis previously leave the program. I mean, literally 14 months ago, he left the he left the team, he left the program for what, three days? You can't make this stuff up. So our question of the day today is, um, it's relevant. That's for sure. We'll give you three options. Of course, you can write in what you want. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you want to go with your social media. I know there's other things out there. There's the ticky-tocky and other stuff that the kiddos do. We don't we do not do that. We do YouTube. We don't do the, the ticky-tocky or the Snapchat. You know, I think I have a Snapchat. Don't I have that somewhere? I think I have that. I've just never done it. I don't know what it is, really. It disappears. I can't see it. Uh, back to the point here. Devo, I think I'm going to vote for probably done. Three options up for you. Definitely done, which, how do you know he's definitely done? He already did this before. Plus, the statement that got put out three minutes before the game sure made it sound like Devo and Must had had a conversation within the last 30 minutes if not the last hour about his role on the team and where he was at. And look, if you've left the team before, it's not that surprising. That you're going to leave again now. Is it? I think frustration is something that Devo Davis has not managed well throughout his career. When other guys like Nick Smith and Anthony black started getting the headlines, the minutes, the playing time, all that stuff, razzmatazz, all that stuff that comes with being, a marquee star player and Devo was kind of shoved out of the mix for a while last year until Nick Smith developed knee soreness for the next five months and barely played. And suddenly they needed Devo again until Nick came back at the end. And then they still needed Devo against Kansas. This is just how it went. Point is Devo got up in his feelings last year and left the team. 
He's up in his feelings now, clearly, too. I think this one is less about other great players taking his minutes and more about, I don't know, why is he struggling? Is it inner team turmoil? Is that really what's going on? See, part of me doesn't want to acknowledge that that's a likely candidate, but it, it is that he's not getting along with his teammate. And that again, that was going on a little bit last year. So they were able to put differences aside. It's not easy being on a team. How about that for a thought today? And that's a wrap. What did we learn today? Here on JB's Morning Show. We learned it's not easy being on a team. And yet we already know that. And I think it's one of the reasons why we highlight teamwork so much is such a great quality is because it's hard to put your ego aside and be a part of something bigger than yourself and elevate a group of people. It's really hard to do that. But you know what? The best teams, the best companies, the best organizations, the best places to live. It's all about getting along and being on the same team. Heck, the best countries. At the end of the day, you're sharing the same space. You do have to work together. It can't be every last person for him and herself. And right now, I think you have a lot of that inner team. I'm trying not to say the word selfishness, but that's definitely part of it. Inner team dynamic is jacked on this Razorback team. And so Devo out. I mean, does that hurt you on the floor that much? Not what you're missing right now, but Devo at his at his best. Of course it does. Guy's one of the best defensive players in the conference. He's one of the better three-point shooters. Um, he's intense, man. And he walks a fine line. And sometimes he crosses it, but you need a guy like that. Devo's going to go down as a star-crossed hog, but if he comes back and there's another chapter here at the end, maybe he closes it out with a couple of games in the SEC tournament. That would probably make everyone feel a little bit better. As far as Brazil... Man, this seems like it's gone the way of Nick Smith, doesn't it? I don't think you're going to see him again. I just find it unlikely. Unless he really does have somebody smart in his ear who tells him, you know what, Trev, you need to play again. You need to play. You did not do yourself any favors by your performance this year on the floor. And if you don't get out there right now and play a little bit better at the end of this year, I don't know if you're going to get drafted. But if his knee is hurting him, and it was what? That play where he got upended trying to get the rebound, I think, against South Carolina. I mean, if it's you know a situation where your knee is really hurting, then obviously you shouldn't be out there. I'm not saying it's not really hurting. I just wonder whether or not they're going to shut him down too here any day. Um, I don't think doors have been closed to the return of either of those guys, but with the team at 1-6 now in the SEC after a six-point loss to Kentucky in front of pretty close to a sellout crowd, I mean, that place is packed out. You say what you want about selling tickets. I'm talking actual attendance. Uh, you were you were right there. Great environment. ESPN game day. I don't even know they did a basketball show, but apparently they do. They were in the house. That was kind of cool. You wish it was under better circumstances. Arkansas was actually in the race for something other than uh, the season being over soon. But that's what Arkansas, that, that's where Arkansas is at. Calipari always brings some animosity with him and some good players, and Nolan Richardson in the house, and it was a fun night. I thought the atmosphere was good. Hog fans in it from the jump, and uh, it's always it's always fun to see that. So, one in six in the league, running out of time fast. It almost felt like addition by subtraction, certainly personality-wise, chemistry-wise. That's exactly what you saw. 
more minutes to go around for everyone except for Keon Menefield, I guess. Does that even make sense? That he didn't play? He's in the doghouse. Caleb Battle is out of it. I too much doghouse this year out of Moss. If I had to give a constructive criticism, and the guy's obviously an incredible basketball coach who has, you know, put Arkansas Razorback Hoops back on the map after a quarter century of misfires with his three straight trips to the Sweet 16. But everybody's got flaws. One of Moss's short temper. We know that short fuse. We see it all the time. And I think something that goes along with that kind of short fuse is he's always got somebody who's in his doghouse. I think we all know coaches like that. At least if we played sports, we did. Didn't we all play sports? If you listen to this show, you played sports before. Um, whether you're young, old, whatever. And you know some coaches are just like that. There's always a guy who has got their scorn or derision or animosity. And for whatever reason, that's Keon Menefield right now, which doesn't help matters at all. Hogs are next at Missouri. The season's not over yet, by the way, Terrence. It's whose season officially over. No, actually not officially, my friend. Uh, season not officially over yet. T on the tweets. When Terrence is coming at you early, you know it's going to be a good day. Next up at Missouri for Arkansas, a 7.30 tips a little bit earlier than last Wednesday's game. 7.30 on the tip Wednesday night in Columbia. I mean, it's not too late. You still got yourself 11 games left. And frankly, you don't even need to do great in these games. You can go to the SEC tournament and win that thing. Would that be the craziest thing if Musselman won an SEC tournament? No. Maybe with this team it'd be a little nutty. But I mean, this guy has slayed so many long-standing dragons and demons for Razorback Hoops. Why not another one? But uh, to get there, you certainly would have to win some games and play better and get your confidence back. Hogs lose 63-57 to to Kentucky. Led for a lot of the game. Certainly led for the first 25 minutes. And right there till the end, just couldn't make shots. The defense was significantly better. Kentucky barely made enough shots. But uh, that's a good Kentucky team. Top five in the country. Hogs hung with them the whole way through. I mean, I think it tells you this basketball team is obviously not as bad as some people crack it up to be. Their chemistry is just jacked. And that's where we start the show in a reaction Monday. The real NWAJB. So many phenomenal folks bringing this show to you each and every day. And we wouldn't be in existence without their encouragement, without their support. And really appreciate all y'all being a part of this thing now in our sixth month on the air together. And we ain't going anywhere anytime soon. So uh, just settling in, just getting comfortable today and big picture. And thanks for being a part of it. A lot going on. Uh, question of the day today. Has Debo Davis played his final game as an Arkansas Razorback? That is out there. We'll talk plenty more hoops. We'll hear from Calipari and Eric Musselman as we work through the morning. I got Bobby Swafford coming up around the corner all over the NFL. I want to talk about the Chiefs beating the Ravens on the road. I want to talk about the Niners storming back to beat the Lions. You had two very entertaining conference championship games yesterday and so we'll work that into the conversation today as we take you through it as well it's the real nwa jb josh bertaccini with you quick time out we are coming right back stay tight
A to Z Golf Cars has moved, but it still has the same awesome customer service and phenomenal inventory you won't find anywhere else. Northwest Arkansas's go-to golf car spot for over 20 years. Neighborhood cars, cruisers, course cars, first to the ball or last to the ball, roll up in style with A to Z. Repair work with quick turnarounds, too. Now located at 483 North Highway 62 in Rogers, two miles north of the city airport. Call 479-273-9229. Need to lose 100 pounds this year? Don't restrict your diet. Forget joining a gym. Instead, lose the weight of that cheating spouse of yours. At Mock Legal Solutions, there is no hourly billing. You pay one flat fee for your divorce. Call today, 479-769-1505. And let's be honest, it's closer to 200 pounds, right? Mock Legal Solutions. Real advice, reasonable price. Shogun of Fayetteville for a special experience every time. Best Japanese cuisine around, they have it all. The sushi is top-notch, but everyone's talking about their hibachi grill. The chefs are incredible. It's delicious and entertaining at the same time. For recruiting, celebrations, or just a good old date night, Shogun of Fayetteville has never let me down. With the scenic view of Fayetteville from the hill by the mall, full menu online, shogunfayetteville.com. Hey guys, you've been feeling a little bit lower energy of late. The motivation's down. Well, it's time to take control of it here in 2024. Bioidentical hormone replacement is state-of-the-art and Dr. Mark Olson is the only one around focusing on BHRT and his treatments. If you want to feel better, this is the year and Olson Clinic is the place to get it done with Dr. Mark Olson, now located at 5501 Willow Creek Drive in Springdale. That's right off exit 69 off I-49 online, OlsonClinic.com. Builders Direct Lighting offers quality lighting products and solutions for all of your project needs. They buy directly from the manufacturer with no middleman in sight, passing the savings on to you, the customer. From a small office space to a large warehouse, indoor or outdoor, we do it all. Yes, we can even light your pickleball court. For more info, visit buildersdirectlighting.com or call 479-256-0461. Stars, that's what you are. 85,000 folks have found the show here in the first one. Going on six months of our operation, five, six months here. That says a lot about you and says a lot about your desire to have some good sports talk radio in your life. That's what we do. I see a lot of stuff these days. Oh, it's about the glitz. It's about the, you know, it's about the the sizzle, which sometimes it is. Let's be real. You got to have a little bit of that. But mostly around here, it's about being real. It's about the substance. It's about having meaningful conversations about the Northwest Arkansas sports scene. And obviously that one heavily features your Arkansas Razorbacks. Time to talk today about Devo Davis and his unexpected departure from the Arkansas Razorback basketball program. We broke the game down for you on Saturday night in the People's Post Game Show. Round four here in SEC play. If you want to listen back to that, you got it posted up. Anywhere you listen to your your podcast, so make it happen for yourself. Um, today, a little bit more about Devo. Our question of the day. 
Has Devo Davis played his last game as a Razorback? Mm, three options. Definitely, probably, or unlikely. And we'll come back to that in just a couple of moments as well. Women's basketball, the Razorbacks beat Missouri. You love seeing that. By nine, Sailor Poffenbarger with eight three balls. Way to go. As they hang in the middle there of the SEC race. And then there is the AFC and NFC championship stuff. Yesterday, you had two really entertaining games. Chiefs got out to a good start that held on for dear life against the Ravens at the end. But a 17-10 win for Kansas City. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes right back to the Super Bowl. They will try to repeat. An unlikely repeat is still a repeat. As the Super Bowl champs, nobody's done it, what, since the Patriots back in 0102. So long time since we've seen, what, 20 plus years? A Super Bowl repeat champ. That's what Kansas City's going to be going for next week. Kelsey was incredible. He now has more catches than any player in postseason history. You got to give him props. He was the best player on the field. 11 catches, 116 yards, and a touchdown. And Patty Mahomes, I mean, 30 of 39. Laser sharp from the jump. You saw him screaming and hollering before the game, dropping the F-bombs left and right. Good for him. Good for uh, you know um, the folks there on CBS to pay the fines. Sometimes justified. They censored it, but it's, it's a little aggressive. Nonetheless, I mean, good for them. He was fired up. This is football. 241 yards. TD. I don't even know if you knew there was a camera on him. Kelsey all game long. Rasheed Rice has stepped up. He had eight catches. Valdez Scantling, who was Mr. Drop City, Holds on to that third and long heave. If you're the Ravens, how do you let him get a first down there? You got to give your offense one more chance. Pacheco, 24 carries for 68 yards. Also, four catches, 14. He's got some burst, man. And they got to Mahomes throughout the game. Justin Reed, Karloftis, Omedahu with some huge sacks. I mean, I'm impressed with Kansas City. Their defense has played so well lately. Meanwhile, Lamar Jackson, the questions are going to linger. They are going to linger. And how could they not? 272 yards passing for Lamar Jackson, but he lost a fumble. He had an interception, one that was inexcusable, into the end zone in double coverage. You can't throw that ball there. You just can't. Eight carries for 54 yards, but you know nothing really meaningful on the ground. And outside of Zay Flowers with the five catches for a buck 15, where's the rest of your offense? Likely, Andrews, Beckham, catch some passes, guys. Got to get him some more help because nobody else. That's not a great receiving core. And the Ravens defense did not play great either. Some untimely penalties, especially the end of the first half. You got to control your emotions. Back-to-back, unsportsmanlike penalties. And you're you're literally, you know, clotheslining Mahomes in the face. I mean, obviously, they're going to call that. He's the current Brady of the league. But uh, this is a big opportunity for Kansas City coming up next week. Chiefs fans are gonna they're gonna gloat right now. They should. Their team's hot fire. They're amazing. They're invincible. Niners got a lot of pieces. And, and if it was Chiefs Lions, no question, I'd pick the Chiefs to win. Chiefs Niners. San Francisco's been through the ringer this year. This has not been a pretty finish for them, and yet they keep finding ways to win. They had no right winning that football game yesterday, y'all. You're down 24 to seven. You're getting body slammed by a Detroit team that's a really good offense. They're running all over you. Montgomery and Gibbs combining for what? 140 yards, couple of touchdowns. Yeah, the end around of Jameson Williams for 42. He looked great in that game, didn't he? Just looked spectacular. And yet uh, at the end of the day, 
you know, uh, and that was the touchdown run too. What a run that was. At the end of the day, some unlikely breaks. San Francisco gets the mojo back in the second half. Brock Purdy starts running. McCaffrey gets his groove back. 90 yards rushing for him, 132 total, two TDs. Good to see him have a good game. And our boy Dre Greenlaw, seven tackles, a big part of it. Back to the Super Bowl he goes. San Francisco storms back. Rapid fire touchdowns in the third quarter. Detroit gets back in, in, in a shell there, like a turtle creeping back in. And Ayuk touchdown, McCaffrey, Mitchell, they're mixing it up. And there just wasn't much of a, of a resistance there. I was surprised Dane Campbell didn't kick field goals. I like the rah-rah attitude, the whole us against the world vibe. But you got to be smarter than that. I mean, you got a 45-yard field goal there halfway through the third quarter. Take your three points. And then with eight minutes left, you have to kick that field goal to tie the game. Miss Megan is in the room with me. She's like, are they really not going to kick the field goal to tie the game? I'm like, I, I don't know, babe. I think they're probably just, nope, they're not going to. And they run a play and it was a terrible play. And that's six points you leave on the board. I'm not going to say if you take those two field goals that you definitely win the football game, but you have a good chance of winning the game if you kick your field goals. And let's not get reckless with it. You are the head coach. You are entrusted with making good decisions that help the organization. Weren't we talking a lot about teamwork and people buying in at the top of the show today? I think we were. Well, when you're the head coach, sometimes you got to rein it in. You might want to go for it on fourth down every time. You know, like like a high schooler playing a game of Madden. Uh, fourth and 20? Sure, why not? Whatever. Hail Mary, let's go. All streaks, everybody go. But it doesn't mean you actually do it. I don't know. I thought Campbell came a little bit unglued there, and Kyle Shanahan kind of took him to the cleaner. So it's Shanahan versus Reed for the Super Bowl. Look at what's at stake here for KC. We'll talk a lot more about it in the days and weeks ahead. Heck, we got two weeks to get ready for this game. But Chiefs got a chance to solidify cement themselves as one of those all-time dynasties by going back-to-back here. And uh, you didn't expect them to be here, but they've gotten better as the season has gone on. Mahomes keeps doing it with less and less weapons. It's incredible. Pacheco got healthier. You were in big trouble with that backfield, but you got him healthy. And the defense has played great. Reed's a much better coach now than he was 10, 15 years ago. And Patty Mahomes, I mean, he's cut from the Brady cloth. And if he gets his third ring this year before 30, he definitely has a chance at, at, at Brady's Marcus six rings, which we thought was going to be untouchable. Maybe not. A lot of football talk. Super Bowl. 58 in Vegas, baby Vegas. Are we going? Probably not. Can you imagine the expenditures involved in that trip? Good luck trying to uh, write any of that off too. It was Vegas. It was the Super Bowl. It was $20,000 for food and drinks and a night out on the town. And I'm not even sure what some of these charges are. You got to tell me where some of these places are. I have no comment. I'm going to plead the fifth. Let's not go to Vegas. Fun for the review, but that's where the Super Bowl is next week. And it wouldn't be a healthy environment for me. And it also might not be a healthy environment for uh, for San Francisco if uh, if Kyle Shanahan doesn't put together a better game plan to start a game. Jeez, skin of the teeth here the last couple games, my friend. Nonetheless, I expect a good game. I think the Niners are a slight favorite, right? I figured the line would be two, three points San Francisco. Is it two? One or two is what we're seeing. That's right, probably. You compare rosters... I mean, San Francisco's loaded. And you got Samuel back now, receiver. That helped them a lot. 
in the game against Detroit um, and Kansas City. I mean, you got Mahomes, man. It's basically a pick'em game. Let's be real about that. And as far as the Ravens and the Lions, I mean, choke city both ways. Lamar Jackson continues to struggle in the playoffs. You got to get him more weapons. But Baltimore uh, comes up short shot. Harbaugh one and three in AFC title games now. It's not a great record. He's kind of the new Andy Reid um, of the AFC at least. Remember Reed with the Eagles, all those offers, all those years. I mean, you got to learn from it and hang in there if you're going to course correct that. And then for Motown, the city that goes down all the time when it comes to the NFL, just collapse, chokes, debacle teams. This was supposed to be the team that I think slayed those demons and they slayed a lot of them. You can't get them all at once. There's a lot of demons out there in this world. I thought it was a great season for Detroit. Their offense is loaded. Jared Goff is... He's a good quarterback. He's definitely a guy you can win with. Defense has gotten better. Keep adding pieces. Got to have a a long conversation with Dan Campbell about kicking field goals in the playoffs on fourth and short when you have a lead in the second half or when you're trailing. Just kick field goals, Dan. Come on. And uh, I think you bring that team back. You got a chance again next year, but clearly Eminem is shedding some tears today as the Lions fail to get to their uh, first Super Bowl ever. It's coming, I think, at some point. Wouldn't it have been interesting, Detroit versus Kansas City? Do you know Eminem grew up in Kansas City? Do we know that? He actually did. First 10, 11 years, and then moved to Detroit with his mom. We know the whole eight-mile thing. Uh, more or less, that was a movie, I know. But um, his life was the inspiration for that. Spent most of his formative time in Detroit. That's the city he identifies with, right? We all got identify. He identifies as Detroit. Just like I identify as New York, even though I spent a lot of formative time in Philly. But Detroit versus Kansas City would have been the M&M Bowl, and that would have been pretty cool. Let's take a quick timeout. We'll come back. I got so much sound for you. Eric Musselman, John Calipari. We'll hear from two coaches whose teams are headed in very different directions. That's coming up next. You're locked, loaded, and listening to The Real NWAJB, streaming live from the Bunker Studio here in Northwest Arkansas. No place I'd rather be than talking sports with you all. Quick timeout. We're coming back. Herman's Rib House on College in Fayetteville. A tradition like no other around. When you're looking for the best steak, chicken, salmon, something for lunch or dinner, Herman's has your back. This year is their 60th anniversary and the food keeps getting better. Perfect time to stop by and check out their revamped menu. The Dustin Omelet, a personal favorite. Herman's in Fayetteville. Follow them on Instagram or Facebook for more info. Stop by and grab some grub today at Herman's. Celebrating its 60th year in business in 2024. Hi, this is Tim Stanley, a longtime local business owner in Northwest Arkansas, and I'm super excited to be a part of JB's new adventure into the digital broadcasting arena, and I had to be a part of it. I also wanted to inform the listening audience that I bought Business World in Little Rock, so now we have more of a full state coverage, just like JB. It's important to be part of his future, or our future, or your future. Call me at Business World, a TDSID company, at 501-374-7000. Golden Corral of Fayetteville features a legendary endless buffet for breakfast, lunch, and dinner to feast the fam or to feast yourself. Enjoy over 150 menu items. Their all-you-can-eat steak is my favorite. Hand-cut USDA top sirloin. Their bakery game is strong, too. You name it, they got it, and they make it good. Golden Corral, a place with something for everyone at a good price. Conveniently located where college meets Maine in Fayetteville. 
See things in a better light with the folks at New Light Electric. Residential and commercial services. They do remodels and additions, electrical upgrades and repairs, LEDs, installation of hot tubs, vehicle charging stations, and more. If you're looking for the folks who have the best touch, these guys are the lighting experts. They literally do it all, and they can add some light to your life, too. New Light Electric. Like them on Facebook or call 479-220-2836. Hey, folks, this is Matt Chambers with Blue Kangaroo Packouts. We know bad things happen, and we're here to help taking care of your contents and possessions when disaster strikes. Covering Northwest Arkansas, North Central Arkansas, and the River Valley, accidents and weather happen all the time. When it does, we have your back. Moving, cleaning, warehousing, cataloging, tracking inventory so you don't lose a single personal possession. More information is online at bluekangaroopackouts.com or give us a call at 479-879-9696. Everybody get up! we live in folks listen watch do things on your own time and certainly when it comes to audio podcasts are the way you do that we post them up for you so many awesome spots to find it apple spotify iheart's got the quality playback option for you too find it links to them all right there on our real nwajv.com website all right i promised you sound let's do it Got some from Muss, some from Cal. Let's start with little Muss. His team falls short by six. It wasn't for a lack of effort. Let's get into it here as we continue on the show. See, obviously, we're in this one all the way. Just, what was your overall assessment of the team's effort and just the game overall? I thought we had three great practices leading up to, 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 to tonight's game. I thought uh, it was the most connected our team has been all season. Um, you know, that's one of the best teams we've played for sure. Um, I think they're extremely well coached. They know their roles. Um, we changed a lot of things over the last, you know, three days, however many hours that is. We uh, tried to really control tempo, um, tried, to, tried to really uh, run some of our sets that, you know, that we ran at, at Nevada. That, that we hadn't run much here just to control tempo. Um, but the turnovers, I mean, just, just, I mean, we need better point guard play straight up. I mean, I thought our, our bigs were phenomenal. Thought that was the best game that uh, Kai Mitchell has played for us um, since he's been here. Um, I thought Graham and, and Lawson battled and did all they could do against a, a super talented uh, front line. Um, and, and we're shorthanded, but I thought the effort again, I mean, I, you know, have not been happy with the effort over, over the course of the last couple of weeks tonight. I, you know, I mean, I got to go in that locker room and, and tell them we got to get ready for uh, Missouri and uh, I can't fault their effort. We're not a good offensive team. I mean, that's, I mean, all you got to do is watch the game. We struggle at, 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 at you know, take care of the ball. But because of effort and defense tonight, we were in the game. And uh, there's been a lot of games we haven't had a lead at all. Um, so I, I don't fault, 
you know, the connectivity that the team had. And I do not fault their effort one bit tonight. I thought they played as hard as they could play. I thought the first half, it was flawless how they executed on both sides of the ball. Now, we might not have made shots, you know, and then they, you know, Mitchell hit some threes. I think he averaged just one three a game, and then he hit three tonight. Um, you know, down one in Kentucky, goes on eight-oh run, has turnovers, they hit some threes. What do you think happened in that stretch to allow them to pull away at the end? We didn't take care of the ball. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know, Bob. I, I obviously haven't watched the film. There's a lot going on in the head coach's mind during the flow. So, I mean, do I remember that stretch? Yes. And um, you know, I, I thought we turned it over during that stretch, and and uh, you know, maybe one ill-advised shot. Um, but I did. The shot selection was was much improved um, tonight um, from where it has been. We we're we we're way more organized. Um, and I thought we controlled the pace of the game. I mean, all you got to do is that's the number one scoring team in the nation. Um, and I don't have, I haven't had an opportunity because I just got off the radio. I don't, I don't know what the lowest scoring night that they've had, but I'm assuming that's fairly close. Um, and that's with them going on that eight Oh run and, and busting us for some threes really late in the game. Most physicality has been a problem, especially in the paint this year. How did you feel about that? And did you have a sense coming in game planning that you, you guys might have an edge there? Yeah, we tried to throw it inside more than we have, Kevin, for sure, but based on um, you know some of our, our sets that we ran tonight. And I thought we did it in the first half. Um, I thought uh, from a physicality standpoint tonight against a really good front line, I, th I thought our bigs were great. I really did. I thought, And I thought KB really, I thought battle really, you know, I thought his defense was was by far the best defense that we've seen from him all year. I mean, he there was timeouts that he wanted to guard um, Reeves. Um, you know, so the bigs and and battles defense. You know, super happy with. About I'm gonna call it there. Good stuff, Adam Moss. We got you four or five minutes from Eric Musselman. That is directly after Arkansas's game with Kentucky just the other night. I was able to get you a little bit of sound from Cal as well. So let's listen to the Kentucky coach. Some great thoughts out of him. Uh, what was a defensive battle? I mean, not a pretty game, but one of those, you know, get up in your grill and, and, and you know, fight till the end kind of games. One of those uh, schoolyard last man standing kind of games. Slugfest type games. Here's Cal with his thoughts on a six-point win at Bud Walton Arena. And now you figure out, because there's somewhere along the line that's going to happen. And do you have the wherewithal to finish that game? Um, neither one of us could make a shot. Let me, let me, and I know everybody down here will be panicking and all that other stuff. Last year, Muss, they were one in five, and they went to the Sweet 16. If this team chooses, they got enough talent. If they choose to come together, they got a coach that's, he's proven he's done it. They just got to come together. Do we have to play them again? All right, let's hope they come together after they come and we play them again. But, you know, I, uh, you know, I feel for, uh, uh, for him and cause I've been there and, you know, shots don't fall. We, we, sh we were, Oh, did we start the game over for 14? Or one, one for 13. And I told him at halftime, tell me coach, you got unbelievable patience. Cause I'm watching a miss layup. This time of year, we're starting February. That's a month, and then you're in March, right? 
I never scrimmage this time of the year. Well, I did in the in the the team with Julius and and that team because we had we started five freshmen, so I was practicing three hours a day, and we were going at each other because we just weren't getting better. And then we did and ended up in the championship game. But this team, we went an hour and fifteen minutes of scrimmage on Thursday, and then we went forty minutes of scrimmage yesterday. I've never done that, but. After South Carolina, what are you going to do? You can't talk them through it. You can't show them. You get them on the court and you make them go nose to nose and you hold them accountable for setting screens, for setting your man up uh, defensively, uh, uh, doing what they're doing to us, uh, rebounding, you know, creating space and going after balls. Now, the problem with that is what could happen? Somebody get hurt. That's why I'm not going to lose. But. If I have to, I do. So what happened on Friday? Justin got hit and went down and we, you know, now it was, he was able to get treatment, but he's now he's a little hobbled because of that. We have enough guys that we could overcome it, but that's why I don't do it. Now, my guess is we'll, we'll be off tomorrow. Monday, I may do exactly the same thing, that same kind of practice. Here we go. Um, I don't know why we started so shaky. You know, I, I, I don't know why. Um, but I'll say this. What did Ugo do for us today? Ugo was the difference in the game. Now you say, well, what does that do? Well, he probably moves up. You know, he may start now. And Aaron may come off the bench with Z. I gave Z. Z's just got to catch up to us. And he'll be fine. And he was happy as heck after the game. He We won. So he's not... He's not worried about it, but DJ had a stretch. I had to take him out. You're not doing that. You're not playing that way. Um, And then he went back in and he finished the game off. He'll listen. He's so coachable. Most coachable kid that responds to what I say to do. does exactly it at a high level and really hard. So, and then if you want to know with Rob, we found out at the shoot around his stomach and all that. And I said, well, then go back to the hotel, see if you can get ready for the game. And about 1245, I got the message that he wasn't going to play. Now what I do with the rotation, if I had two days, but you know, then I, I called the guards in. I said, you know, what's not bad. One guy's misery is another guy's opportunity. You guys are going to get a lot of minutes today. I will call it there too. You got five minutes of Muss. You got five minutes of Cal. And look, he's a gangster. I mean, he is a gangster. He's one of the godfathers of the game. I know, obviously, a much despised figure in many circles, and understandably so. Man, he's a difficult presence, but he's had a huge effect on the sport. He's won a ton of games. And, you know, for all the talk about him being kind of a carpetbagger, he's been there for a long time now in Lexington and uh, as has again made them a juggernaut like they were not for a long time so I like Cal tipping the cap giving a little respect to Moss trying to sell you the bill of goods on a 1-6 Razorback team is still being a viable tourney contender I don't know if I'm going right there at this moment uh, Cal but I like that you're trying to sell it to me I like that you're trying to sell it All right, uh, getting late here in hour one hanging out 90 minutes live talking sports every morning Giving you a feel for the Hogs and the sports world beyond. Tons of talk about the Razorbacks today and Devo Davis. And we'll talk some NFL playoff action 
with our man Bobby Swaffer coming up in just a few minutes too. Our question of the day today posted this one up just about what an hour ago. Uh, first couple hundred votes in here on the Twitter machine. Has Debo Davis played his last game as a Razorback? Three options up for you on the board. Definitely, probably, or unlikely. Definitely, probably, or unlikely. Where are you at on that one? That's a good question today. And the results are coming in. 50% of folks saying probably. How about this? 40% of folks saying definitely. And 10% saying unlikely. So it's really it's really a split here. A lot of people like myself thinking there might be one more chapter left here. Aaron writes in on the Facebook page, facebook.com. Slash the real NWAJB. Aaron says, unlikely. He can't go out like this. We talked about that at the top of the show today. What a career he's had at times. Bobby, probably. He seemed like part of the bad chemistry this year. He's a great baller, but something is off. Hope it all works out for him. Darren, unlikely. Hope he's okay. Gets back on the court at some point. Joe, probably. Mike, hopefully. Uh, Mr. Falkenberg, unlikely. Okay. I like the range of responses we're getting here. We'll see what happens on Wednesday night, 730. I don't think Devo's playing anytime soon. That's for sure. I think he needs to gather himself. I don't think Trev is playing Wednesday night either against his old school. I think you got what you got right now. What we saw against Kentucky is uh, is the core of this team. Man, you need Makai Mitchell to keep killing it. Man, did he look outstanding, didn't he? In this basketball uh, game the other night. He looked at 12 points, 13 boards, and four blocks. Best player on the floor for Arkansas. Hour in the can. Bobby Swafford, long tossed in the pen. We'll talk some AFC and NFC title game. And more on Devo in this Razorback Hoops team. As we continue on the real NWHAB. Hang tight, y'all. Thanks for being here.